This is Film Center. Your number one show for real entertainment industry news. No fluff, all facts. Now, here are your anchors, Derek Johnson II and Nicholas Killian. Hey everyone, welcome to Film Center. My name is Derek Johnson II. I'm Nicholas Killian. And what are we talking about today, Nicholas? Today we're talking about... Bob Iger and Disney's Q3 earnings call and basically how they're going to go going forward. Wow. So this episode is going to be a little bit person centric. Bob um, Iger. Usually we don't talk about a specific person unless it's relating to the subject matter of the, a certain film or of a certain television show. But in this case, Bob has been in the news a little bit more than others. Yeah. There's for- a lot of Certain comments that he's made. <laughs> There's also been pictures of him on his $400 million yacht while the strike's going on, talking about how the writers are unreasonable. So we thought we'd take a good deep dive look into, because this country has, is built on certain laws, and one of those laws is that you're innocent until proven guilty. You're supposed to be. We all know you're guilty until proven innocent, though. Exactly. So what we are going to attempt to do is look at what Bob is doing with Disney and make sense of it all. So the thing is, one of the things that Disney has decided to do is typically what Disney does is releases about six films, 60 films across various studios like Marvel, Pixel, Disney Animation, 20th Century Studios, spreading it all around. And what they've decided to do... He means Pixar, he doesn't mean Pixel. Did I say Pixel? Yeah. Okay. I meant Pixar. No, you're sorry. You look too far ahead into the future. They'll buy Pixel eventually. But for right now, this <laughs> is just Pixar. But so what they've decided to do is they're going to cut it down in half. And they're yes. only going to st- they're only going to be putting out between 30 and 40, right? And this is intended to be more selective and be able to import more resources into those 30 or 40 films that they are talking about like budgets for live action films will likely range from a hundred million dollars on the lower end to up to 250 million dollars for big event films down to some recent films like avatar 2 that's exceeded 350 million dollars now to be fair context of the situation this is being recorded on the 11th of August, still in the heat of the writer's strike that's being accompanied by the actor's strike. And just for a little context, now Disney's oh, let's make some cuts somewhere. I don't believe that he made this decision purely out of heart. He's just probably looking at it realistically if the strikes continue, what they're going to have to do and what he is. Now, this is according to the rap. Bob Auger made a statement saying that Disney wants to cut not only the quantity of movies which they're planning on doing but also the cost of films because of avatar to focus on quality and i don't think anyone's really buying that no you need to cut in these costs because you know it's going to be a long haul with the strikes that it's costing you money it's costing a hundred million a week clearly that's what's happening now my real question is that and this is also how i know i don't know 100 percent. i will say that but why i feel as if it's a lie for him to even say that. Oh, they're focusing on quality. You cannot use Avatar as the selling point to cut costs. No. Avatar, yeah, it made $2.3 billion, but guess what? It also costed 
around 460 million and took over 10 years to come out. That is not sustainable. That's not. Also, let's be real here. It made them much money because of how well the first one performed. So it's a series. Number two, James Cameron. A-list, a writer, director, who's very famous, is going to pull in people himself. Hmm? And then you also have him saying, cutting quantity, I get that. That's how a company can really save good costs. That makes a lot of sense to me. But cutting the cost of the film, using Avatar to justify cutting costs of a film, director who famously just spends as much money as possible to get the job done, I don't think so. To do really well. Now, and especially cutting costs of the film, thats that sounds like you're going to just be cheap. If you just say, oh, we're going to cut the amount of films to save money to keep up the cost for films so that way there's quality in it, that makes sense. But to say, I'm also going to cut the cost of the films to up the quality, how does that work? No, that's that. It doesn't work like that. But also, the thing is, you have to see. You have to sit there and see. Bob Iger saw how Disney did last year. Yeah. Disney did not really have a great year in terms of movies in 2022. And in the tentpole movies of this year in 2023 aren't doing that hot either. No. They had to praise Barbie because of it. everyone thought it was sinking. And the thing was is. Didn't they extend the deadline of the strike just yes. to screw over the people doing Barbie and Oppenheimer so that they could get the movie promoted and get it to do what it's doing right now? Yes. So the thing is, according to a report by Deadline, the biggest box office flop, according to Disney, was Strange World and a Disney animated movie based on the Chronicles of Narnia. The movie production had... $180 million and a marketing budget of $90 million, but only grossed $73 million worldwide. So they lost about $200 million on that production alone. See, look, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Everyone knows, I guess, if you're not, if you're listening to us and you're not in the industry, you might not know this, but you need to spend almost the exact same amount in marketing or at least 80% in marketing that you have of your movie budget. That's the same thing that happened to Buzz Lightyear, right? Buzz Lightyear was supposed to be a smash Avatar hit. And Disney lost $106 million on the movie. It only grossed $267 million worldwide, and it cost $200 million to make. Once again, they're banking on the marketability of a previous Toy Story. Right. However, their marketing wasn't good as good as it could be. It seems to be this growing trend right now that a lot of large studios are just saying, hey, we're not going to spend as much in marketing. Just use social media. That's free. And that's not a thing like you don't know you don't do that. And so the thing was, is that when they had the Q3 earnings call, they actually beat they actually beat what people were expecting. Now, it did go down a little bit. Disney reported $16.7 billion for quarter for the quarter, down 4% from the same period as last year, but beating expectations of $16.5 billion. Now, we're talking about billion with a B. We're not talking about million. Once again, everyone out there just defending these studios, they are not poor. They are just cheap. They Right. They're cheap. They're not poor. And the reason why they're cheap is because they had to pay themselves 
lots of money. What's the saying that goes, how do you know the worst, how do you know the worst car insurance companies? It's the ones you see the most. Exactly. And why is that? For the simple reason of they have to pay for TV spots. They have to pay for all of this marketing, and they're not going to absorb that cost themselves. They're going to pass it off to the consumer. Exactly. So the thing, that's the thing with Bob Iger and Disney. How are you going to sit there and say that you want to you want to cut down on cost but focus on the quality and then also that you want to come to the table with the WGA and SAG after but you're also investing in ways to cut out those two groups with AI. Yeah, that makes no sense. And you know that once they eventually get the WGA's and SAG back together with these studios that they're going to try to implement AI anyway. They're already they're going, going to do it. They're already going to do it. If you're just tuning in, my name's Derek Johnson a second. I'm Nicholas Killian. And we're on Film Center talking about Bob Iger and his statements recently. Of the Q3 earnings call and Disney going forward. Right. The real issue here is, I think, comes down to just straight up lies. Oh, complete just, lies. Just, just straight up lies. Like, it's hard for... It's hard for us to believe people who were previously stated saying they are going to wait to starve these people out. It's hard for us to trust studios to say they're going to up quality when they're trying to cut costs. Yeah, you think about it like this, right? So what Bob Iger was basically saying is that we're going to basically look at the data and say, okay, what should go to Disney Plus and what should get a theatrical release instead of just giving everything a theatrical release, which I get that. that I understand sense. that. Yeah. Also, Bob Iger talked about in the call how he basically turned the company around in eight months because his predecessor wasn't doing all that well. Mysteriously, but that's not what this episode's about. But the thing is, so Disney Plus ended the quarter with 116 million paid subscribers, up 12% from the previous quarter and double from a year ago. The service added 12.4 million new subscribers in the quarter, exceeding expectations of 10.5 million. So you can't sit there and say that you're out of money or that you're not doing well. This this need to now suddenly cut costs is looking into the future and seeing what's going on with these strikes. Right. And then you sit there and you have the company's direct-to-consumer segment saw revenue grow by 57%. From $4.3 billion, driven by strong consumer growth for Disney Plus and Hulu, and it's improved its operating costs and loss by 88%. To $293 million. There's another, I have another quote here from Bob Iger. This one also comes from the rap. Nothing is more important to this company than its relationship with its creators. With its creatives, excuse me. You need to pay your creatives. This is what the strikes are about. Right. When he says cut costs to the company, I, then he talks about not producing as many films. That makes sense. That is a smart way to cut costs and not affect your creatives when you say i am going to up the quality and cut the cost that i'm going to be paying people to put out that quality that is not read to me as oh i'm down supporting my creatives especially at a time in which they're striking against you for more money yeah you <laughs> it's sleight of hand right it's you're basically saying oh i support you it's kind of like that uh, what was that guy that plays an arrow and he was like i support my union 
but I don't support the strike. It's yeah. Then what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah. But it's basically just being like, yeah, no, I definitely support. Like back I home, I support freedoms, but not yours. <laughs> it's it's like back home in Louisiana, drink drinking and driving is a problem, right? Uh-huh. So the thing that they I came up imagine. with is so we have drive-through daiquiri shops, right? Which you would think two and two. You want to cut down on it? We'll cut down on the drive-through daiquiri shops. And what did they, they say? They are pretty awesome. They were like, nah, we're just gonna put paper over the straw. Isn't it? Isn't it in Louisiana? They put paper over the straw. When they hand it to you, they're not responsible for you right. drinking. It's technically not an open container. Even though they know you're about to drink it. Just like here in California, they have dried through marijuana. Yeah. Now you can get a DWI for smoking weed and driving? You can all, that's been for, that's actually been there for a while because it's under the influence. But, yeah, it's, you can't sit here and make hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, and then be like billions, yeah. And then be like, but we're really trying to help out our creatives. No, you're not. So what do you think this all really means, Nicholas? I think what they're doing is exactly what we do as a person. I'll give you an example, right? I had a while ago I had a big car expense coming Mm up. Whenever you go to your get your car service, it's at least four hundred on the high side, $1,000, right? So what you start doing is you start cutting on costs to sit there and be like, okay, I know this $1,000 bill is coming up and it's going to hit me, right? So I think that's what Bob Iger's doing. He's I know that this is going to come to a point where it's not going to be sustainable for me. It's this. It's not going to be sustainable, especially because like when he says, what he says, cut, but everything he's talking about cutting these are necessities to survive. I can't produce as many movies. That's because the writers and actors are on strike, right? Oh, I need to up the quality because there's so much stuff being made nowadays. Only things with quality are making money. It used to be that you make your thing back with DVD sales. And nowadays it's being less and less true to the point to where it's like, it either needs to be great or no one's going to care. Right. And the thing is, so you sit there and you say, oh, I mean... Everything's just so expensive these days with inflation and this, that, and the others. No, based on the earnings call that he was talking about, the company's general and administrative expenses decreased by 17% to $1.6 billion, reflecting lower headcount-related costs. They have more money than ever. It's They keep calling, they keep, what do they call that? Crying wolf? What yeah, is yeah, crying cry wolf. Yeah, crying wolf, but then it's like, you're making record profits. Right. Oh, I can't pay these writers. They're being unreasonable. You've made more money than you have in a while. Than, than you ever have before. Then we have to understand that we're talking about billions of dollars. This is not hundreds of millions of dollars. We're talking about tens of billions of dollars. And they're sitting there saying, oh, we can't help you out. Man, that, that's crazy, man. Man, that money's going somewhere. It's going It's going somewhere. It's, it's like Congress telling you, oh, man, during the pandemic, they were like, oh, we got to do all these meetings to find out if we can give the American public a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. Meanwhile, we're going to hold votes to see if we're going to pay each other more money. And we're just going to give billions just off rip just because we feel like it to other countries, it's, to our own people. We got to think about it. It makes absolutely no sense. One thing I am excited for is... They're coming up, and I really hope that the strike is settled beforehand. They're coming up with Kung Fu Panda, a new movie. 
Kung Fu Panda, The Paws of Destiny. Yeah, we recently talked about that before. And because what Disney is trying to do is pursue new growth opportunities in other markets. Well, Disney is not coming out with it. DreamWorks is. Right. They're, but them as a whole. And it's a almost trying to sidestep. Let's go into new markets yeah. where we don't have to deal with the writer's strike. But so then all we have to do is deal with them and have co-production. Now, more and more shoots are being pushed out of, out of the country. They're always looking for new places to film. I remember I went to AFM and Fiji has really great rebates. So for those of you who might not know... And once again, those of you just tuning in, my name is Derek. I'm here with Nicholas, Michael Nicholas, and this is Film Center. We're talking about Bob Iger. But the modern day Scrooge. <laughs> the modern day Scrooge, right. Ebenezer, and the modern day Ebenezer Scrooge. Do you remember when we were talking about when we went to the strike and the people who wouldn't honk for us or the guys who were wearing the, the yeah. button up <laughs> with a sweater over the button up? Right. That's that he frequently wears that get up. But anyway. Back to Fiji. The reason why Fiji wants people to, to film over there, that's not only for tourism, ism, but they have incredible rebates. That's the whole... So I can spend $100 million on a movie here in America and really not get my money's worth because I have to pay so many people. I have to pay the state. I got to pay this. I got to pay that. And each state has their own rebates. But for Fiji, I can get 50% of my whole budget back. That's what happened in the South, right? That's what happened in the Gulf Coast, Louisiana, Georgia, all those places. That's why Georgia is coming up on TV. In fact, for most people, I tell them, they're like, look, if you want to be in movies, you can go to LA if you want to, but just go to Atlanta, dude. It's so much cheaper. The crazy part was is that on the same vein of being cheap, it was supposed to be Louisiana. So yeah. Louisiana was supposed to be the was supposed to be Georgia, but what ended up happening is we had the governor there basically vetoed and got rid of the tax credits for the entertainment industry. So they were like, "Oh, no for problem," because because they want to make more money. Oh, no problem. We'll just go over to Georgia. And like, Tyler Perry has his his old setup over there. Well, smart. They also have a studio back home called Celtic Studios that it's right next to a Costco. Oh, really? But, but then the thing is, like they said, like I said, they're moving into India and China. The company plans to launch a Disney Plus Hotstar in Thailand. We were just talking about Fiji, Thailand on August 30th. Because all or in Asia, basically the WGA and the SGA and all these unions, they don't have any power in Asia. That's the whole reason why they're sitting there talking about, oh, we're downsizing growth. And they're, they're going to use that money to then expand growth into India and China and Fiji and Thailand. Where there's countries' laws allow them to be more, I'll say, lenient with it, the way they conduct business. Because all they want is the money. They're exactly. like, hey, as long as you give me the money, I don't really care what you do. It's something that you really don't, you really don't understand because you're like, you sit there and say you have Barbie and Oppenheimer, right? And you're like, same thing with Top Gun, right? When you make quality movies and you do it. And yeah. you don't worry about China. Right. You end up doing really great. Look at Top Gun. Top Gun had something. Top Gun in, Maverick, the second one, right? Top Gun Maverick. I forget what it had in its movie that China didn't like. 
So they were like, it's completely banned in China. And they were like, cool, no problem. Actually, a lot of people were worried that it wasn't going to do well. And it actually got a lot of support because they didn't care what China thought about it. And making the, over a billion dollars. And just, I mean. Without the world's biggest market. So right. the reason why a lot of movies nowadays are influenced by China in TV shows is because there's a huge film market over there where they can make a lot of their money back. It's the largest one right now. That's why it influences so much American movies and television. So for Top Gun to just say, screw it, I'm just going to make most of my stuff out without the biggest market, it just shows that it's proof that when you do something with, of actual quality and do it like you care, it'll work. Because the reports were coming out that Tom Cruise was just like relentless about how he wanted the movie to be made. Right. He was like, no, we're doing it like this. We're doing it like this. And it's not coming out till it looks like this. Until it's, until it's great. But you can do that when you're Tom Cruise. Yeah, you can do that when you're Tom Cruise. That's true. He has all the power to, to and he's been an executive producer for how many movies now? And the man does stunts. And they're the stunt coordinators. Yeah, that's too dangerous. That's crazy, man. Listen, you're fired, and I'm going to get another stunt coordinator <laughs> right. in. And it's like, hey, so tell me how I can do this. You could, cool, no problem. Just do it how you want to. But the, here's a question that I would pose to you. So Disney has said that they're going to go down from 60 films to probably 30. It's, I don't think it's going to be 40. I think it's going to be 30. They're just going to cut down for it. Now... A lot of people might say that the films eliminates maybe solid hits and eliminates opportunities for new intellectual property to emerge. A new intellectual property is basically dead to a lot of studios, especially when it comes to even intellectual properties that are, how should I say this? When it came to Strange World, it was not very marketed properly at all. It was a newer thing. But it's Disney, right? So it's usually they would have this huge marketing marketing ploy not ploy marketing uh, campaign excuse me but the issue is with ips that there's like we've talked about previously they're scared to better new ips right they don't really care how the creatives come up anymore there is only emphasis in the end product that's what is the problem with all of this all right there is there's the main components that you're supposed to spend money on and focus on is one the process and to the end product, right? It's like there, you can't have one without the other. For example, let's say I'm painting a picture, okay? I'm painting a picture of an apple. I want the picture to come out really great, right? But that means I need the right tools to do that. I need to have, if I'm painting a red apple, gotta have red. The better quality paints I have, the better kind of painting I can make. Now, yes, a true master can just use regular paints and be really great at it but then he himself is also a tool because the studio is really only paying for the end product not really who's making it so now they're like okay only math now they're only hiring masters and no one knew just something that the wga and sga is striking for allow more newbies to come in because we were talking about a couple of episodes ago the fact that whenever you now God forbid, and God hoping you do get a series order, now you can only hire, like we said, two master scriptwriters. And so, that's it. That's all you can do. You can't hire any newbies. You can't hire any mid-level people because you can't afford for it not to do well. And they can't pay for it. They just don't feel like it. So really, I honestly, I don't think that they're going to go for it. 
this this whole cutting like he's phrasing it like it's a positive thing when really it's uh, scarily detrimental it's double speak right it's double speak and then the thing is you sit there and you talk about okay how are the parks doing if disney is such a terrible company how are the parks doing and the revenue the reported revenue is 4.3 billion dollars up 308 percent year over year that's the parks have always been making tons of money i used to work there myself they make tons of money and the thing is the general consensus i don't know maybe you would see hear this is that people were like oh man disney's probably losing money because nobody's going to the parks and it's like the park first of all disney shanghai brings in a lot of money i know i so when i worked at disney world it was 2015 2016 and i remember a lot of people who were going to work in disney shanghai came over to disney world in florida to train so i trained a lot of people i don't know if they still work over there but a lot of people were going to be in disney world shanghai came over to the u.s to train right i remember talking to a lot of the uh, the chinese citizens and they were like oh when we get over there, our Disney is going to be different. I haven't been to Disney World Shanghai, but what I do know is that the way their Disney World is framed, it might look a lot different than ours. So all the stuff that's happening with our strike over here, they might not even know that's going on. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole point to not know what's going on. Yeah. Our change in our American image is not affecting their image at all. Weren't you were telling me yesterday about how it is to film films in the East? Yeah, you were talking about how it's so different here than there. I was actually talking about the uh, the East of the United States, Eastern United States. So it's just for clarification, because filming in the East in Asia is also way different. But no, in the East of the United States, everything the sets are more militant and a lot tighter than they are they were kind of like more loosey-goosey over here in the west and it's just been my experience they also seem to be a lot tighter in canada toronto specifically but i don't know if it's the culture actually that's probably what it is i'm just gonna go ahead and say it's probably the culture why the sets are different i guarantee you if bob actually spent some time going around to these different sets that aren't these giant tenpole movies and actually went on some hands on the ground, going around, see what's actually happening with his actual movie sets and seeing how these creatives work, we wouldn't have all these problems. But they don't do that, so. Because they don't have to. Because they don't have to. That's the whole reason why they don't do it is because they don't have to. There's even a lot of people that are upset right now because you have a lot of these big celebrities Mm. that ha- are still filming movies. There's like over 40 movies that are being filmed right now. Now they're exceptions, and they're being filmed by independent studios and stuff like that. But also the people that are striking are sitting there saying, hey, man, this is supposed to be a strike of no entertainment. Like, I get and what you guys you- are still doing. And you guys are still and doing And these aren't like, like small-time people who need this money. These are big names. These are huge names. Yeah. Huge names, and they're like... I get that you're doing it with an independent studio, but still at the same time, it's enough to keep the industry moving. And not only that, like strikes only work. Like you said, strikes only really work if everyone's doing it or else it's not really a strike, is it? And the thing is you have your most prominent celebrities are the ones that are getting exemptions to film their movies. Right. So 
if you have your most prominent... Now, The Rock, we talked about this before, The Rock donated like a seven-figure amount. But, okay, cool. I appreciate that, man. But it, did you do that out of the kindness of your own heart? Or did you do that so that whenever this is over with, nobody comes with pitchforks and fire torches? Saying like, oh, you were still working. He was like, no, I supported. I supported. I wonder how much of this has to do with their own personal contracts that might have been signed previously. But once again, with the strike, your previous contracts aren't really supposed to matter. See, and that's also what people are saying, right? A lot of content creators and a lot of celebrities, all they have to do is claim that they signed these contracts before the strikes happened, and we're just supposed to be okay with it. Yeah, but everybody signed contracts. Every- everybody signs contracts. What do you mean? Yeah, every everybody signed contracts. It's a stri- You also signed a contract with the union. To and, strike. And you're not doing that. Right. So which contract do you are you trying to honor? Like you're harming the process. You have the problem is you have all of the majority of people. Weren't we just talking about the Disney special effects artists? They unionized. They, the ones from Marvel. The ones from Marvel. Yeah. They're owned by Disney. Yeah. <laughs> but they have now decided they're going to unionize. We were talking about we were talking about Demon Slayer, right? Mm-hmm. We were sitting there talking about Demon Slayer and being like, dude, because I told you, the animation on this is just absolutely incredible. And you were like, yeah, that's because they make those people work like 16 hours a day. Yeah, those eight, oh my gosh, those an- anime animators are just some of the most abused people ever. It's ridiculous. So it makes sense that over here, they're in the West, they're trying to, they unionize. But what does that do when people unionize in the West? They just ship all the jobs off to the East. Or wherever there's not unions, rather. Where, wherever it can be cheaper. Wherever they can get away with it. Famous example being Mulan. <laughs> the live action There Mulan. was so much controversy around that. Yeah, Disney doesn't care. They don't care. But anyway, guys, this was us talking about... This has been Film Center, us talking about Bob Iger. And uh, Disney's future plans. My name's Derek Johnson II. I'm Nicholas Killian. And we'll see you next time. See ya. This has been Film Center on Comic-Con Radio. Check out our previous episodes at ComicConRadio.com. You can follow the show at Film Center News on social media. Until next time, this has been Film Center.